Hi, everyone. This is Sandy Vardaraja, co-host of the Pulse podcast. I'm coming at you live from Wharton's Healthcare Business Conference 2020 here in Philly, and I caught up with Derek Newell, Senior Vice President of Commercial at Verda Health. Verda is the first clinically proven treatment to safely and sustainably reverse type 2 diabetes without medications or surgery. Derek joined Verda in 2019 and brings with him a 20-year successful track record of growing, leading, and exiting innovative healthcare tech and services companies, including JIF, Castlight, Health Hero, Robert Bosch Healthcare, and Life Masters. Hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for joining us, Derek. Walk the audience through the fact that Verda not only manages diabetes, it actually reverses it. How is that possible in three months? So we do personalized carbohydrate restriction. And as you kind of, as you've heard, people are lactose intolerant, right? So it's not, they shouldn't eat a lot of dairy. Well, people with type 2 diabetes have become carbohydrate intolerant. So you need to restrict their carbohydrates. And when you restrict their carbohydrates, what happens to their metabolism is their metabolism starts to rapidly change. And so basic experience of a, of a, of a Verda patient is some type of marketing happens, right? And then they have an intake call with a physician who takes a full history, gets all the medications that they're on, and chats with them about their experience of diabetes. They then set up a meeting with a coach, and they develop a one-to-one, sort of N-of-one, personalized nutrition plan for this person based on our guidelines and our protocols. And then um, they start the treatment, and what happens is it's amazing how when you stop eating carbohydrates, your metabolism changes dramatically. And that's why it's so important for us to keep in constant contact with the patient so frequently is we have to de-prescribe their medications rapidly. And when I saw the clinical trial results, I was like, I don't know if I believe this. It was just like amazing. And then what convinced me is I went and talked to, I went and talked to dozens of their patients and every single one of them is just a raving fan. And we get patients who drive We'll drive four hours to come to a meeting with me to pitch a customer, a potential customer, and their talk track is 15 minutes of the meeting, and then they drive four hours home. How are you all thinking about other therapeutic areas you might expand into? Thinking about, like, Lavongo acquiring my strength and other companies thinking about expanding to other verticals. How is Verda thinking about that? Well, our clinical trial showed, showed a few things. One is Verda is a basically resets the metabolic system of the body. And so there's massive improvements in cardiovascular health. Blood pressure goes down. Of 26 risk markers that make up long-term cardiovascular risk, 22 of them improved. Three of them had non-statistically significant changes, and one of them went up. And so it's broadly applicable to cardiovascular health. The other thing that uh, the Verda treatment does is it reduces inflammation. A lot of the specialty drugs that are being developed apply to conditions that are basically inflammation-based diseases, so like rheumatoid arthritis. So we reduced inflammation markers by 39% in the clinical trial. Uh, We also uh, reduced liver markers for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease that showed that that was reversing as well. Um, we didn't do liver biopsies, but all of the markers that people use to look at it. So those are three things that are already in the works just based on our clinical trial. And we have a few more underway. One of them is researching cancer. So a lot of chemotherapy agents block glucose uptake of tumors, and they can't selectively block it in the tumor. So what that causes is gigantic blood sugar spikes. And in animal studies, 
when you combine our medical nutrition therapy with those ketogenic agents, progression-free survival uh, more than doubles. You mentioned in the panel that payers, when they hear the fact that you can reverse diabetes, not just manage it, they don't even know how to reimburse for this kind of care. So how have those conversations been going as you're signing up these partnerships? And what does that payment structure look like? Yeah, I think there's, you know, it's like when something happens, there's always these phases of belief. The first phase is like, I don't believe it. <laughs> That's the first phase. Then we supply the clinical trial, we supply all the evidence, and we supply patients and payer, other payers. So that's the first thing. The second thing is do fully at risk and outcomes-based pricing. And so they're excited about that because they're paying fee-for-service for much worse outcomes. But the sometimes the technology systems and the payment systems just aren't set up to pay that way. They're like, we don't know how to pay for an outcome, actually. Um, we want to do it, but we don't actually have technology systems to do it. So then we work our payment systems around their technology, and we have we still have our fees at risk. Um, but they're 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 fantastically excited about it. The payer market has moved faster than I ever thought it would. I guess it makes sense given that we're the promise of reversal is very powerful. Also, we have a very strong appeal to their consumers. You can go look at uh, Blue Shield of California, their Twitter feed, and a bunch of patient stories from Verda are on there where patients who have reversed their diabetes using Verda are thanking Blue Shield. So it's a powerful, positive reinforcing mechanism for the health plans to get excited about it. What does it mean by we don't know how to pay for outcomes? They've not done it, right? This pay for outcomes is, and we're talking to multiple payers, the outcomes or the value-based payment model, which is all the rage, is really a version of fee-for-service. It's a little bit of upside and downside risk. We come in and say, you're only going to pay if we get your population off of X percentage of their medications, which is a very large, diabetes-specific medications. You're only going to pay if we produce this type of outcome for you. And, you know, all of their systems are set up for procedure codes, right? They're set up for diagnostic codes and procedure codes. Well, this isn't a procedure, like it's an outcome. And so we have to create a custom code that then we code for the outcome and we only bill in the outcome as if it's a procedure, right? So they also don't know how to think about it from, you know, an A1C test is supposed to happen every three months for the most acute people with diabetes. And so we get the outcome within, sometimes we lower A1C within 30 days and sometimes 60 days. And we're not constantly doing A1C tests, but we have technology that uses the data from the glucose meter to predict A1C with a very high degree of accuracy. In fact, it's mm. as accurate as the test. They're just not used to it. They're used to kind of like, oh, we'll do some global quality metric and you can earn a 5% bonus. And we're like, no, the whole thing's going to be outcome-based. Yep. Well, Derek, thank you for joining. You've had such an amazing career in health tech from GIF to Castlight to now Verda. What area excites you most when you think about new frontiers in healthcare? I think, I think what's excited me a lot, and I've talked about this for a really long time, even Jeff had something called the Jeff Manifesto, which, which was we are, so the transformation of delivery care is the next important milestone in innovation, and we need to move from a world of inbound patients to a world of inbound data, from a physical infrastructure to a virtual infrastructure. And I think the whole, that 
adoption, like how much of your banking do you do online? And how much of it, oh, you could never get a loan without ever meeting a loan officer? Like that was status quo 20 years ago. And like how many people actually have ever met a loan officer? None. It's so rare. And so many things that we thought would be, would that required an in-person visit don't, right? And so um, I think that's the big frontier for me. We're because of the capital infrastructure that's been invested in the physical infrastructure, because of the payment models, because of the monopolies that occur in certain markets with the physical infrastructure that the payers need when a person does need to get a procedure, that's going to be a challenge. But that's that's what I'm working on is your doctor should be in your pocket and your doctor should be in the cloud and your doctor should basically say the only thing is you need a prescription. You should wait. Do nothing. Just wait. You need a prescription, you need a procedure, right? Those are like the three outcomes of any evaluation. And we can just contract for those at a very high quality, very high frequency, and hopefully very low cost, you know, in a location that's a physical location. So I think the structure of healthcare has to change a lot, but it's going to take a long time. Yep. Well, glad that we have leaders like you to inspire us along that journey. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.